Hey everyone and welcome to this NBA preview, NBA playoff preview edition of the podcast. It should go without saying the balloons are going up, the ticket tape is falling down. It's playoff time in the NBA and what a playoffs it does promise to be. Joining me as always when we talk NBA are our resident NBA experts from the podcast. You can't comp this. Adam, Amy, how are you doing, Adam? I am fantastic, as always. It's it's and playoff time. It's an exciting time of the year. It is. And also joining me is the doctor of our podcast, Dr. Dan Shea, um, who we can't it, – It's you can make your mind up whether I, he actually is a doctor or not because I'm sure I can't promote him or anything like that. But he knows his basketball, and here he is to talk about it. Speak. <laughs> Good day. <laughs> um, it's playoff time. It's wonderful. We're recording this after the first couple of games in the play-in, but not before. So the seven seeds are decided, but the eight seeds are not. So um, if you're wondering why we're not spending a lot of time talking about the Cleveland Cavaliers or the Los Angeles Clippers. Um, and they're in the playoffs, it's because we just assumed they were going to get knocked out. Um, <laughs> well, Adam assumed the Clippers were going to get knocked out. Um, speaking of teams that aren't in the playoffs from Los Angeles, I wanted to start talking about the LA Lakers. I actually did some research. Oh, what a brutal as segue. It, as it were. I only deal in brutal segues. Um, I actually did some research, as it were. I listened to our preview podcast of the entire season. From you did some research. October. I did. Oh, shit. Uh, October. And I didn't, the words didn't quite escape my mouth, but I certainly tried to make the point that, you know, we talked about the Lakers for a while. I threw the question to Daniel. I remember we that. 10 minutes in before Adam mentioned Anthony Dad. And we came to the conclusion that essentially – the Lakers would move as far this season as Anthony Davis would take them. Would take them. Um, and can we can yeah. we just go back to calling him Anthony Day to Davis? Anthony Day to Davis. Yeah. I'm just Googling him, but the first thing that pops up when I enter Google, when I type Anthony, is Anthony Albanese, which um, gives you an indication of what's happening in the world at the moment. Um, basketball Does it bring up an injury list every time you Google Anthony Davis? <laughs> Basketball reference have got him listed as a center this year. Um, he played the Lakers 40 games this list, year. Have him listed as injured constantly. ING. Um, I, or ING, even. Um, <laughs> listed as a center this year. The Lakers got 40 games, and when he got hurt, the Lakers did not recover. No, no, they did it, not. Is it as simple as that? I, how many games did. Did, and look, we're gonna we're gonna we're probably gonna go back and forth about how bad Russell Westbrook was this season, but I I don't think he's the problem. Um, oh, no, we don't need any back, just fourth. <laughs> Russell Westbrook in the fourth, he was good in the fourth. Anyway, um, the three he of them the didn't take the court all that much this year. Seventy-eight games. Sorry, Adam. Yeah, he played. Well, he played seventy-eight. How many did Le- LeBron play? Uh, too few to win the scoring uh, enough. Title. Yeah, about three games short of winning a, a, a scoring title. Um, yeah, I don't know. And, and Anthony Davis played, what, did he even play half the season? He played 40 games. Which so less than half the season. He played less than half the season. He played, <laughs> 10 Lakers played more games. Probably like 25 guys played minutes. Yep. Yeah. 25! Um, yeah, it was, it was a... You can't blame it all on the injuries, but I think the injuries lead to inconsistency. And um, and I just I don't think Westbrook was the problem. I think the fact that they couldn't get a healthy squad on there and figure things out sort of made it into a, the train wreck that it, it, it became. And look, Woj went and fired Frank Vogel before the, the Lakers front office, but... It's probably not even Vogel's fault if you don't if you don't have healthy personnel to put on the floor every night. It's um it's it's tough work as a coach, 
you're constantly making changes. So, look, I don't, I don't, I just think it's a, it's been a bad season. I actually think the, the three of them come back and we're repeating ourselves in our preseason podcast where Andrew's gone. As I've said previously, this is this team's going to go as far as Anthony Davis can take them, which is about forty games into the season. Anyway, I mean, don't they also have like eight free agents or something coming up? Uh, yeah, I, I think uh, there's not much of this list that is uh, is running it back uh, because they're contracted. So there's been a couple of players that I think <coughs> I'd like to see in purple and gold again, just to give it give it another crack. But uh, like Alex yeah. Caruso, really, really, <laughs> like this has been a sore point for some time now. Look, Austin Reeves is is no Alex Caruso, but he did get a triple double the other night. That was nice and a really, really good dunk. The Lakers, the Lakers have seven players under contract for next season. Yep, they are Westbrook, James Davis, Taylor Horton Tucker, Kendrick Nunn, Stanley Johnson, and. Wenyin Gabriel. Yeah, that's the one. Um, Somehow, yeah, I believe none guys are none exercises his player options. None didn't even take the court, and he's exercising his option. Of course, he's exercising the option. He's not it's played a game dollars. in purple and gold. So, I mean, is the que- so the question is about the future, right? Yeah, yeah. This is four years of um, of LeBron. Has he got one year left, or has he got an option? Like, what's his situation? Oh, yep. No, he's got one, he's year, got left. one year left. He's, so he's extension el- eligible then? Correct. He's, he can be extended in August. Can be. Do you think he will be? Um, there's there's whispers that he will be. I've heard whispers that he won't be. But Yeah, look, yeah. I know I know the history thing that we're going <clears> to <throat> go down. This is the four-season trick. But, look, is he, is he, has he just destroyed the, the roster for the, de- for the foreseeable future and LA goes back into the dark ages for another decade or – does LeBron try and just be here a bit longer and rebuild? Well, the, the question that you've asked, has LeBron destroyed the roster, is... Yes. Is is LeBron responsible for the trade? Is basically what you're asking. If he's not, then he hasn't destroyed the roster, and if he is, then he has. Um Where's we could have very easily had DeRozan. Earns more from the Lakers than LeBron does. That's interesting. Yeah, so and Davis earns less than the two of them. But obviously, Davis is 29. Yeah. He's 37 and Westbrook's 33. But, but Westbrook's at some stage, the, Westbrook the unmovable contract. Hmm. So you were, you've talked about this privately with us, Adam, that you think the Davis contract is the one to move. Yep. It's, um, the, most, it's the most tempting one to the rest of the league. He's got the most guaranteed money. He's got three years left. And he's got two years left and an option for 24-25, which he'll almost certainly pick up, which will have him – he's owed about $120 million. Yeah. Um, Not bad for just sitting on the sidelines and doing three-fifths of nothing for, for most there's of the a guy who's going to be – there's a guy who's going to be available in the offseason who would fix a lot of the problems <laughs> that um, the Lakers had this season who they'd be able to trade you for. Trade, you'd be able to trade. Who, who are we talking about? It's Rudy Gobert. It's an interesting one. The Lakers have problems defensively. Mm-hmm. I think the Jazz are probably about to blow it up. If, especially if nothing happens this playoffs. Um, Gobert is owed a very similar amount of money. And they're within a million of each other for the, ne- for the next year. Similar lengths and similar amounts of money owed. The Gobert, Gobert contract gets a little bit bigger towards the end. He's got an extra, extra year on the contract, with, but with the player offer for the last year as well. So... Um, but Gobert plays. Um, I don't know. I, 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 below I, I 60 games. I can't see them as useless as Davis is on the sideline. Mm. He's not the Gobert's just not in the same the same realm. No, he's not. But he plays. 
But we get 80 games out of him plus playoffs, yeah. And I know prob- he's probably... Is he a 90, LeBron kind of guy, though? 90, 95% of the, de- of the defensive stuff. Yeah. Um, who is at this stage? All right. So my, 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 my follow-up to this is, who's the next coach of the Lakers? Daniel, do you have any thoughts? Well, uh, I guess on the coaching question, I mean, just to kind of backtrack a little bit in mm. terms of um, Frank Vogel's kind of responsibility. I mean, the fact is they got a defensive-minded coach and then got rid of all of the defensive-minded players, right? Yep. The other thing that I thought was really telling, and um, I think it was Simmons who mentioned this on his podcast, that there was a, a media release that included information that Vogel had been given front office permission to make a fourth quarter substitution for Westbrook. I think that combined with the fact that Ty Lu and Monty Williams both passed on this job the last time it was available tells you all you need to know about how desirable that head coaching job is. I think they're going to have a lot of trouble attracting anyone decent, honestly. Mm. Um, they wanted Ty Lu to come to, to, to take less than his quote to coach LeBron and to not pick his staff. Right. And he said, no, thank you. I will move one seat to the right here at the clip at the clips rather than uh, rather than go there. Sure. Yeah. But Williams also said, no, I would prefer to go off and win coach of the year, um, leading the best team in the league. Um, eventually. Right. <laughs> and I just think they're going to have a lot of trouble getting a good coach. Um, mm. And the the fact that the front office the, the people that a coach requires front office approval to make fourth quarter substitutions. <laughs> they're going to have a lot of trouble getting anyone good. They really are. Um, and it's funny because as desirable a free agent destination as it can be, as, as it is to kind of, to go back, to go, go, go back and play for the Showtime Lakers and all that sort of stuff. It is not a desirable coaching role. So, all right. Are, are you implying that it's, not a good coaching destination because LeBron's there? Uh, no, no, that's not what I'm implying at all. It's the front office. The front um, office? The front office, yeah. So um, Jeannie, Jeannie Buss is, is, is messaging Frank Vogel and going, you've got permission to take Westbrook out if you want. Well, look, again, listen. Um, <laughs> again? Yeah. Like, the I'm just, I, has, I, got, has got a whole list of things here, but, you mm. know, because – his 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 take on it is partly that because Linda Rambus is Jeannie Buss's best friend, Kurt Rambus, who is not good at this, has far more influence than he should without without um you know much more kind of than his his official. This was role. way more. This was ma- way more impressive when when it was Phil Jackson that was the one that was sort of yeah. making moves. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I, I take meaning. Um, and so I think it's um. Yeah, it, it does. It makes it makes it a, a dicey a dicey vacancy to fill. But I've actually got really lucky getting Frank. Speaking Bogle. of Phil, why don't we just bring back Phil? Why not? He's, he's probably he's years pro- old, and he's, he's lost pro- the plot. Don't he's, you get he that? He doesn't want to work. He's yeah, which is he's, fair enough. Which is he's fine. Pro- he's, he's, he's probably a- meditating quietly on a pile of money somewhere. I would imagine. It's hmm, possible. <clears throat> um, he's won more NBA championships than any other coach. Hmm. Yes. So. He do, he doesn't need it. So in terms of like in terms of what they can do roster wise though, um, I mean they they guess they don't have a lot. I agree. Like as we've talked about privately, you know, AD is the most movable of those. Um, I I think there's going to be a, a bit that's going to hinge on um on LeBron's decision about extension as well. Mm. Um, because if they if he doesn't extend, then you know they might well only have um maybe have left to, with have, AD. Well, they might. They, yeah, they might have to act as though that that LeBron LeBron's is now a tradable contract, right? For example, mm. um, if he do, if he chooses not to extend, then that's kind of a signal. Um, so I think that's one thing. Um, and of course, you know, whatever it is, eight of their players, eight eight, eight plate players on their roster, um, all become free agents again um, at the end of the season. Yeah. What can they do in terms of movement? I think a lot of people have talked about how hard it would be to move Russ. Um, and, you know, they just, they don't have, they've got what, two tradable draft picks, um, up to 2027, I think. 
It's ridiculous, yeah. Um, There's no point in, if you're a Lakers fan, watching draft night at all. Right. And so, you know, like, what can they do? Like, I hear people talk about getting into sort of, you know, semi-joking territory, talking about, um, you know, reversing the, uh, like, like redoing the, um, the, the John Wall Russ trade, effectively. Mm. Um or finding a way to send him back to um, send him back to Washington because they liked him there, um, and it just seems like in terms of kind of player movement in the in the short term they they're really quite shackled. They kind of what they really need, you know, is to have some young guys with promise that they could develop because that's the path to improvement right now, isn't it? Mm. Um, they just don't have that many that they have any kind of rights to at the moment, um, and even some of the um, some of the some of the guys they signed on, you know, exceptions or minimums could leave. Yeah. Right? True. Um so it's yeah, it's it's a really it's a really tough they're in a really tough spot with respect to their roster. Um mm. and they don't have a coach anymore. Um which is gonna take I think he's gonna take uh quite a bit of effort to fill. Um so um yeah, I think they're probably in the wilderness for a little while longer. I mean, one thing that's that we haven't talked about with respect to AD is that his shooting, his performance in the bubble season was actually an outlier, right? Ever since that point, mm-hmm. his body has changed shape, yes, but also his shooting has never reached those peaks again. Yeah. So even so when if we like, take the crowds away, then maybe he improves. Yeah. Mm. So even I mean, but even when he's on the court, which is about half the time, right? This season he looked different. You know, he's probably zagged when he should have zigged in terms of bulking up when he should have probably slimmed down, which is what injury-prone big men need to do to preserve their careers going forward, right? He could still do it. Um, but again, I think, you know, meaningfully, there are a lot of difficult-to-move pieces, and I think improvement kind of has to come from within. They need to sort of find religion or, you know... Or lose find- LeBron. Yeah. Yeah. Um don't title no. this episode "Find Religion or Lose LeBron," please, Andrew. <laughs> um, Happy Easter, everyone! All our Christian <laughs> followers. <laughs> the answer is simple for the Lakers: find religion or lose LeBron. Um, <laughs> the 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 best thing that's happened to the Lakers this season is a rather risque television show. Um, that, I, I'm enjoying that show, by the way. So am I. Um, I, mean, I can't see a way through this. It's make the best of a make the best of the situation. We could right start now. recruiting or, the actors from Winning Time. You're right. You, or, you figured it out. Or blow it up. Yeah, That's, look, maybe they should hire his coach, Marshall from How I Met Your Mother. That's who they should <laughs> hire his coach. Yeah. Anyway, did. Um, <clears throat> oh boy. Mm-hmm. I don't have any right, you know, their best two young players are probably Monk and Reeves. They don't have any bird, they don't have any bird rights on those two players. No, nah, but Monk's keen but, to come back. So they've got a fine salary for those guys. Yeah. Uh, that would have been easier if none hadn't picked up his $5.25 million option, but that was always going to happen. Mm-hmm. Westbrook, the market there is basically, the, you know, the guy we traded for him before. Um, I think LeBron's got to have faith in Westbrook next season because we're not he's not going anywhere. Yeah, but, I mean, LeBron's 37. We've been waiting for him to be a different person for a while. I don't he's think I don't think we've actually been sitting here waiting for LeBron to be a different basketball player. We're all happy with LeBron, the basketball player. It's LeBron, the, the rest. It's LeBron, the GM. It's mm-hmm. LeBron, the brand. And Well, LeBron, the brand, came out on All-Star Weekend and said, whichever team drafts Bronny... He's get he's got me for that one season. Yeah. So, so I mean, he's painting the narrative as as the father of sons. Um, I don't know if I'd put that much pressure on him, um, but this is what this is what mixed basketball at Knox at nine thirty on a Wednesday is for. Um, yeah. play with your kids, not the NBA. Anyway, um, I don't see. An easier, obvious way through, and I, I, to be honest, I just, I just wanted to talk about my Gobert idea because I thought it was, I thought it was I do, good. I do, I do like, I do like it. I just don't, I, I know he's not the same level of player. I just can't see the Lakers making that, that, 
that type of trade. Um, but I, yeah, I feel more like likely to the try to is, trade for Donovan Mitchell and fail in doing it. But yeah, the thing is, I can I I feel like the direct the path we're headed down is the Lakers need to trade Anthony Davis to move forward, and they're going to end up being left with only Anthony Davis. I forward. think the second one is like the most likely to happen, considering Westbrook and LeBron yeah. James both are out of contract at the end of next season. Yeah. I mean, that's the other. That is the thing about Westbrook, though. He becomes an expiring deal. He is an expiring deal next year. So he's more tradable during the season. Yeah. So now that buyout's being talked about, and all sort of stuff. So anyway, why don't you buy him out? The guy, like, I, he, he's still a good player. Anyway, anyway, we're talking about the NBA playoffs. I didn't want to spend twenty <laughs> minutes talking about the Lakers and everybody, you know. But <laughs> here we are. But we 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 took our Ben our, our Ben Simmons time. And devote the Lakers. We're not going to talk about Ben Simmons. He's not going to play in the playoffs. That's it. No, um, he hasn't been ruled out. Don't you know? I, you know, I've been checking the NBA wise. You know, I don't think Daniel's been ruled out yet of playing in the playoffs. So, when, when his Dan, team's when, in when, there. When Dan, Dan said that, Dan said he heard it on the Simmons podcast. I thought Ben Simmons had started one. <laughs> yeah, he's definitely not playing basketball. He may as well take up another hobby. Hey. Anyway. Make it even more. He doesn't talk much either, though. So. Bill Simmons' son's name is Ben Simmons. Um, ben Simmons interviewing Ben Simmons on the Bill Simmons podcast. Yeah, that's 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 always the only one missing here is Richard Simmons. Um, Produced by Richard Simmons. Produced by Richard Simmons. Um, yes, Daniel, your team is in the NBA playoffs. How does it feel? Yeah, the Timberwolves. Boy, did they get the job done. Almost all of them got it done yesterday in that playing game. Um, Carl Anthony Towns managed to get fouled out, but boy, did Anthony Edwards and D'Angelo Russell step up and get the job done. So congratulations to the Minnesota Timberwolves. Um, this is the part of the show where I rant, my annual rant against the playing game. The Timberwolves won four more games than the Clippers, 10 more games than the Pelicans and 12 more games than the Spurs. The Timberwolves, a deserved playoff team. They shouldn't have had to play a game to get in. They went 46 and 36, and now they get the possibly Jarmorantless Memphis Grizzlies. So, um, They're pretty good without Jar, though. Yeah. But, They've got a um, really good record, but if you look at who they beat, it's um, it's not as tough a lineup as it as it initially Ooh. seems, because a lot of those teams that they beat were missing important players or were scheduled seemed looked like they might be schedule losses, uh, and a lot of them weren't very good teams either. So it's not to say they're not good without him, but they're not quite as I mean, what is it like nineteen rec- and six yeah. or something? Yeah, like the record quite, may not. Yeah, yeah the record exaggerates how good they are without Jar. Fair, but what, they are what? good without Jar. What I'm hearing is I'm putting in my book, which you can't really see. There we go. I'm putting in my book. Daniel has um, his most likely first round upset: Timberwolves over Memphis Grizzlies. <laughs> That's what I heard. Those Grizzlies. No. What is it? The aggregators. Daniel Shay. <laughs> Isn't it going to be Clippers over the Suns as the first round upset? Well, you're going to be upset if the Clippers beat the Suns, aren't you? A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> see how I did that? See what you um, did there. I did see what you did there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's great news. So the Western Conference, let's go to the Western Conference first. So the, the Suns will play the winner of the eight, the the last playing game in the West, which is Pelicans at Clippers. Pelicans won today. Um, the Warriors have the Nuggets and the Mavericks have the Jazz. Mavericks are probably the mm. dark horse Mm. in the Western Conference considering their recent form, but then Luca went and hurt his car for the ladies' second game of the season. So we don't know Concerning. How, how much Luca uh, there is going to be in that series, mm. um, and they don't need to make a report for another couple of days on his likelihood of playing. Um, I'll, po- I'll point out that Donovan Mitchell is also, like both Donovan Mitchell and Luca are listed as day-to-day. Okay. So, yeah. So they're in the Donald Anthony Mitchell. Davis bracket. Yeah. Donald Mitchell is a very good basketballer. He's not Luka Doncic. Um, the Mavericks are surprising this season. I think we all thought they were going to be good because sort of Luka, but they were good 
because they traded away Porzingis. They had a defense-minded coach who turned them into a very good defensive team. Yeah, agreed. So um, They've got very good pieces. Their role players have played tremendous minutes. And they picked up a much better much better second banana than uh, yeah, than, than KP ever was for uh, for Luca. Yeah, yeah. I feel like the their offensive plan was let yeah. Luca cook, and Jason Kidd took care of the defense, and they've got a really good structure and scheme. And mm. an old phrase: def- defense wins championships. Um, It'll definitely put you in position to win a championship. Yeah. So, I think before yeah. Luca got hit, I was pretty confident they were going to get to the first round. Now we're wait and see what happens. Mm. Um, Jazz not really setting anyone's world on fire this season, but they still nearly won 50 games again. Nuggets won 48 games with um, Nikola Jokic and some guys they picked up off the street or maybe off a With slope. a bunch of people that had to play, they, they needed to field a team. Yeah. There's a few replacements and, yeah, they, and Jokic. They're in Colorado. They drove down the Grand Canyon. They collected 11 guys that ran around with Jokic. They won 48 games. Yeah. Um, you played a couple of games with you, didn't you, Dan? Oh yeah, yeah, just a couple. Just yeah. yeah, yeah. What's it like playing with Jokic? Run up on defense. Find you in the right spots. Don't need to. Jokic just does it all. Yeah. And the Warriors, who haven't been able somehow won fifty three games and look really good, but still haven't been able to put their best players all on the court at the same time. Um, there was there were there were moments in the season where we were talking about the Warriors just taking this all out. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it started very hot. Yeah, I mean, before Draymond got hurt, they looked fantastic. Um, mm-hmm. But they didn't and, have Clay at that stage. But, you know, like, Clay is, you know, as as people who know the type of injury, right? Like, he's not yeah. he's not himself yet. Yeah, true. But we <clears throat> weren't we away in Adelaide when this actually happened? We go, oh, Clay Thompson's just not going to be yourself again. And then he just went off that day. Yeah. Yeah. I, he dropped 30-something on that. It was... Yeah, and, and dunked it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> but you're right. He's he, he's not the Clay Thompson of old. His defense isn't what it used to be. They just need a healthy unit. So my question, my first question, one of two questions about the Western Conference. Question number one is: Who else do you have in the Western Conference? Will you explain. Well, of the teams that didn't win 64 games, who do you think is most likely to make the NBA Finals? Oh, okay. Um, the Clippers? <laughs> really, Adam? So we're talking about the we're talking about the other Western Conference finalists, expected Western Conference finalists. Yeah, yeah. the who, team that is is most likely who's to Who's going to play out? against the Clippers in the in the if in you the think final. it's the Mavericks and they have they have to play the Suns before the Western Conference Finals. So, yeah, I, Jazz. I, yeah. So I think the or other the Clippers. I, I've I've done a little kind of project projection of like just my my picks of like each round, but I think I think Memphis is going to play Phoenix in the Western Conference Finals. No real kind of massive mm. shocks shocks there. One one v two in the Western Conference Finals. Um, I don't think I'm really going out on a limb. I, I did at least think about each of the matchups and stuff, but. <laughs> Um, yeah, nothing, nothing terribly. Uh, not, I don't think it's an especially hot take, honestly. One v two. The top two teams will face it off against one another. Yeah, that is how the playoffs will be resolved. Um, look, as much as I joke about the clips, uh, look, they they could go. They on their day, they're pretty, they're pretty damn good. But I still think they're they're way out of um, of being that potential number one seed. They need Kawhi back. Um, I actually, I, I think, I think their opponent comes out of that three, six matchup. I think it's Phoenix versus either Denver or the Golden State Warriors. Mm. I was, I was the keenest on Denver preseason, but that was based on the assumption they get anything, something out of Porter Jr. and Murray this season. And they haven't got anything out of those two. Yeah. Um, that's my hot take, anyway. Yeah, it's interesting. It's well, interesting. It, it, That's your it's, hot take. It, it's definitely a hot take um, than mine. <laughs> um, I, I just I didn't think. All right, so I'll, I'll I'll rush through it, but I don't think Memphis are ready for the playoffs 
And and I think the Luca injury, coupled with the fact that they'll meet Phoenix in the second round, um, take remove Dallas from the equation. Uh, the only variable there is is if the Clippers do take that eighth seed and and cause a tremendous upset. Um, and I, as much as I've joked about it, like imagine a Brooklyn versus Clippers NBA Finals where both teams had to come from outside of playoff contention to actually feature in the in the, the playoffs to start with and then make it all the way to the finals. I don't think that's going to happen. I, I think that either the Warriors or the Nuggets, whoever wins that series, will play Phoenix okay. in the uh, I'm, uh, conference finals. That's, uh, that's the take police rigging you, Adam, to come and arrest you for making that take. Too hot? Too hot. You know, burning. Cra- t- um, turn it down a little bit. Turn it down a little bit. I mean, the altitude. It's the altitude because of Denver. I knew it was going to be a problem. I'd rate the Grizzlies higher if Jar had just continued, you know, hadn't got injured and just continued his tear right into the NBA playoffs. Yep. But we haven't seen him in a month. Um, and the Mavericks, because of their changed identity um, and how it was working for them, um, concerned me a little. So my second question there is uh, Western Conference Finals, um, how many games does the team not name the Phoenix Suns win? Three. So you're going to go to seven? Yeah. So Clippers in seven. So with my with my pick as the Grizz, yeah. um, I reckon I actually don't think they'll take more than two games if it's them. Okay. So they in six. One, I think they'll get one or two games. I don't think they'll take three. Um, so I think, yeah, <coughs> I think it'll be either a gentleman's sweep or mm-hmm. six games. Okay. If, if it's the Grizz that gets it. Did character, you know, a, a, a list of things like that yeah, ways of describing things that you know, like Baker's dozen and <laughs> Gentleman's Sweep. Um, I, I I find it hilarious that Gentleman's Sweep and Baker's dozen have been mentioned in the same sentence. Yeah, well, it's just like it's not quite what you think the number's going to be. Um, it's true. In the Eastern Conference, that's the, that, that we don't need to talk. We did, we talked we talked about the Western Conference in the first twenty minutes of of the ch- of the podcast because we were talking about the Lakers. They're not in the East. Um, Eastern Conference. So currently, the Cavs and the Hawks have got that one game on Saturday to play the Miami Heat. The Celtics are up against the Brooklyn Nets. Can I just say yep. that the Boston Celtics yeah. have the number two seed? Yeah. How crazy is that? Well, they finished with exactly the same number of wins as the four seed. <laughs> Yes. So they finished seven games off the eight seed in the two seed. That was very close. The Memphis Grizzlies finished eight games off the one seed in their in their conference. Just a bit of context. The East was close. It was very tight, and the West was not. <laughs> um. So that's the two seven. The three six is Bucks Bulls. Mm, and and four or five is the 76ers and the Toronto Raptors, who continue to that is punch a surprise. This time clock, bring the lunch pail. Every other, so they're New York from last season. Yeah, but only, yeah, they'd be New York from last season if New York three years before last season had won an NBA championship. Fair point. Yeah. Now I'd like to think. If the Knicks had won a championship three years ago, you wouldn't have Knicks fans the way mm-hmm. they are. But very true, very true. Yeah, we very know true. that. Um, the poor old Cavaliers. God, they didn't do too bad against the Nets in that game, but that's going to be a tough road to hoe to try and knock off the Atlanta Hawks. Mm-hmm. Um, but at least that game is in Cleveland. Yep. As close as the Eastern Conference has been this season, the Bucks are a good chance to sweep the Bulls. I actually think the Heat are a really good chance to sweep whoever they get. But the other two series seem like appointment television. The 
We punch above our weight Raptors versus the we totally don't Philadelphia 76ers <laughs> and then Celtics Brooklyn in the first, you know, the best Eastern Conference team in the second half of the season versus the, the championship favourites at the in start. the NBA yeah. offensively, Durant and Kyrie Irving. Um, Was I right reading that Kevin Durant said that Boston are going to be in a lot of trouble this season? At the beginning of the season? Kevin Durant's. This is a lot of other things. That's just hilarious. I just I found well, that. Well, I, I mean, I wonder about that because after Bruce Brown made his comments about what they were going to do uh, in the game, Kevin Durant basically told him to shut up. <laughs> he said, <laughs> have you seen those comments from or heard those comments from Bruce Brown? No. Some, so it was, at the, memory, Daniel. It, was at the, it was at the post game and they said, so, you know, what are you going to do when you match up with Boston? He's like, so they probably don't have Robert Williams. So we're going to just kind of pound Tice and uh, and Horford. And like he was like being quite specific, and um, they asked oh. Kevin Durant about his comments later on. Kevin Durant like, "There's no need to to talk that to talk to talk that uh, we we don't we don't curse on this podcast, but um, there's, yes, there's we, no uh, <laughs> there's no there's no need to say that say that sort of stuff. Just just ball, man, just ball. So um, yeah, anyway, so certainly he's he's being diplomatic. We respect our opponents. I think he actually said that too, mm. <laughs> but. Um, I actually think that's 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 something that makes that matchup uh, even more interesting because honestly, I actually would have picked Boston to beat them, um, perhaps uncomfortably, but I, I was I was confident that they'd win with Time Lord because they've had such an amazing defensive lineup with Time Lord in the lineup, um, and they don't have another rim protector behind him, right? So. Mm. Whether or not they have him is actually going to make a huge difference. Um, it's it's really interesting the way it played out. Um, we'll, we'll, I'm sure we'll get to it at some point. But Toronto has, for one very important reason, has one of the most powerful home court advantages in addition to the normal one they have where they have a great home court advantage. Toronto is the only place where visiting players who are not vaccinated cannot play. Philadelphia for example, has a key, uh, a key player um, starter recently, but before that, a rotation player who is not vaccinated and will not be able to play any of the games in Toronto. Mm. Um, the only wing defender they really have now that, um, now that Danny Green is, has kind of, um, you know, he's showing his age a little bit more. He's not quite as good a, a one-on-one defender as he once was, right? Yeah. They are going to be missing Matisse Thibault for um, any games that happen in Toronto. So at least three of the games. Mm. Sorry, <laughs> at most three of the games. Yeah, yeah, at most three of the games. And... That's good to get a home court. And Toronto has uh, Toronto has the kind of a side that can run. Mm. Philadelphia cannot run. Um, well, it's I, easy to be able to run in Philly. Yeah. Be very well rested from not playing in Toronto. You'll <laughs> be fresh. <clears throat> but that is actually my. I mean, I know it's a four-five, but that is that is actually my um, my most likely upset pick. Jokes aside, Boston, Br- Boston, Brooklyn. Um, I think it's, I think it's close. I think it's close. Yeah, that's not a two-seven matchup. It certainly isn't a classic. Not one. in its traditional. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, and- it's an Eastern Conference Finals matchup. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a, it's going to be a great it's going to be a great series, and I think the other thing that's going to come out even more clearly is that Jason Tatum is not is not the same player we've seen before this season. He really has taken a leap, um, and um, I think it's going to be fantastic seeing. And they prob they may or may not be matched up on each other, honestly, but seeing him and uh, and KD facing off against each other in the playoffs is is great. I do think Boston's just a lot deeper. Mm. Um, and there are some like Seth Curry, even though he's back, he's not Seth Curry yet. He's standing and he's standing and shooting. Um, and I think that without him, you know, Brooklyn relies even more heavily on its two, on its two stars. Kyrie's also this season has not been, he's been amazing when he's had two, two days off, mm-hmm. which he won't always get. Um, and then he's sort of like regular 
Kyrie that we we know, um, which includes some inconsistency when he doesn't get that much rest. Um, so that I mean, look, it's it's going to be great to watch that series. Um, anyone think anyone anyone confident Brooklyn's going to pull it up? I think Brooklyn will pull it out. I think um, I think the Nets are. Uh been gearing up for it and as soon as like I think Kyrie's been rested well through the year obviously because he hasn't been able to play all games um, but now he is cleared to play most games he, he he can play home games I don't know I feel like the Nets are gearing up um, that said I still think the Bucks are, um, they're the team that I think is going to be in the finals we'll, we'll, we'll get the, to that at the pointy end <laughs> I'm just, I'm just shocked, surprised, stunned that the Laker fan has the Celtics losing in the first round. I just can't believe it. It's shocking, <laughs> isn't it? it? It, it's you know, I'm just gobsmacked. Gobsmacked. Um, the Celtics <laughs> are taking care of the Nets. <laughs> they, they're taking uh, care of the Nets, eh? Yeah. So Celtics in six. <clears throat> um. That that is that is precisely what I picked too. Actually, yeah. in the end, I, I think sweep, it's going to be very close. Buck sweep the Bulls, Heat gentlemen sweep the Cleveland, the Cavs or the Hawks. Come on, commit! I know it's only a first round matchup, oh. and we all think that they're going to lose. But Atlanta, who, who is, yeah, it's going to be Atlanta. It's not, <laughs> not going to be the it's not going to be the Cavs. Um, <clears throat> and the Raptors in six. Yeah, I think the Raptors are going to beat Philly. Yeah, and that, you know, that, I mean, the Sixers are just about in flux as much as the Lakers, really. And they're the other team that's it's just going to be like, we don't know what's going to happen this offseason and anything could happen. Maybe maybe you trade Westbrook for Harden. Um, Come on. <laughs> um, Stop it, Andrew. Second <laughs> round. Um, heat in six over the Raptors. Bucks in seven in overtime over the Celtics. You mean the Nets? Six. I know what I meant. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and then NBA, and then the Eastern Conference Finals. I've got the Bucks over the Heat in seven. So I'm I I actually have the same, um, essentially the same as as you, um, Andrew. But yep. I also I noticed a couple of wrinkles when I was looking at the um, the depth charts, which links out to the um, the injury uh, injury list and stuff like that. So Tucker has been injured. PJ Tucker has been injured um, for the Heat, um, although he's expected to be back. But you know, returning from injury you know, by round one, right? So I don't think that's going to cost them round one or anything. But Bam Adebayo is also listed as out. Um, he's out due to COVID protocols, but. He yeah. could actually he could actually get sick, and if he gets sick, then he might be out for longer. Yeah. Um, and I think that again, I don't think it's enough to cost them the Atlanta series, but I think it could make the Toronto series very interesting if he's still not one hundred percent. The other thing is um, Tyler Hero is listed as day to day at the moment, so I think he's a he's actually a very important piece for them um, because he's kind of the scoring they have off the bench. Um, particularly now that um, Duncan Robinson is kind of regressed this season. Um, he just, I don't think he's averaging like eight points a game or something. Um, and so they're, they're kind of unpleasantly reliant on Hero, who may well end up being the sixth man of the year this this season. Um, but, you know, just a couple of things. And Toronto has been quite machine-like in um, its ability to get uh, get the most out of its players. And I, I wouldn't be, while I have picked Miami, I wouldn't be surprised, that surprised, if Toronto manages to pull that up. I still think the Bucks are going to come out of the East, though. What do you reckon, Ads? Look, the Bucks, I feel, are going to go back-to-back. So I can't not have the Bucks coming out of the East. Um, I do think it's going to be Philly, that comes out of that Toronto matchup. I think we're about to see Toronto stop playing above themselves. And I think Harden's going to step up a little bit. Um, and also Embiid's going to show why he's an MVP candidate. Harden will defy history. Small game, James. 
Small game, James. Well, if they're, the games are in Toronto, they're small games, right? <laughs> um, I don't know. Look, I, I just think Philly um, have got a little bit more – what's the word? I wouldn't say skill. Like, they just seem like the stronger team. Like, it's as we've right. been saying, Toronto right. have been playing a butt out of their skin. Toronto, uh, I'm, and I'm, I hate to use the, the New York thing, but, like, they are. I, I just think Philly um, will get there. And it's 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 a 4-5. I, I would have expected this to be a 6-3 matchup, um, possibly even, like, a 2-7. But, like, Toronto, I didn't have featuring at all. I don't think any of us did. But, yeah, I think Miami, Miami and Philly – play for that spot against Milwaukee in the Eastern Conference Finals, but I think the Bucks take it out. Pre-season, we picked Toronto as uh, 12th, 11th, and 14th in the East, respectively. I was the so most optimistic. Daniel <laughs> yeah. had them highest. <clears throat> Where do we have the Brooklyn Nets? <laughs> You know very well we had... We <laughs> you know very well where we had the Nets. <laughs> had the same top three in order. Yeah. <clears throat> Um, Adam, had, you had the Bulls. You had the Bulls, Adam. Yeah, um, they, they sort of fell from grace a little bit when they had to play against the other top teams. But anyway. I was the most bullish on Cleveland, but I didn't have them in the playoffs. I had them just outside the play-in. Oh, look, um, I, I wouldn't. Yeah, I was. And I had Indiana the lowest. So, but we all right had them the above Toronto. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, look, I, I, I don't think much is much to discuss as far as the the, how it gets there. I think the interesting matches are really the the, the second-round matchup, Bucks versus Nets, is going to be an absolute cracker because the Celtics are going right out in the first round. I think <laughs> that second-round matchup with the Milwaukee Bucks in it is also going to be a cracker. <laughs> <laughs> Glad you got it. Bucks-Nets. There we go. Bucks-Celtics. And then, look, when the... When the um, that look at Western Conference Finals, the, the Clippers versus Golden State, it's going to be amazing. So if you're picking Philly, what do you think the um, what do you think of the um, the Miami Philly matchup then? I think it's going to be a lot closer than than people give it credit, but I, I do think Miami sneak out of that one in seven. Mm-hmm. How long's Bam out for? Is he day to day? He'll he'll be over COVID by then. Well, he's not he's not sick yet. Yeah. He's out due to protocols, so he's ha- so, he's had an exposure. So sure. if he, do- so he, if he doesn't even if he doesn't get sick, it's like is it a is it a week? week is it yeah. even a week? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So there's a couple so, of games. Yeah. So I mean, unless he gets sick, he's been doing interviews and stuff, and he looks fine. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, look, I, I just think I, I think Miami will be will get over there in that second round. But yeah. yeah. Okay. So <clears throat> I think with Bam there, I think with we- Bam they will actually more convincingly beat. Philly, like yes, in yeah, in all seriousness though, Adam, um, I've been nothing but serious. We've all, we all, uh, Daniel and I have certainly seemed to have a repeat of last year's finals, as in Suns and Bucks. So, and Adam's got Nets Clippers. <laughs> Sorry, who have, we'll you have I want to see Nets Clippers. Yeah. Just for historic reasons. Really? Because, you know, how old this playing tournament is. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um, <clears throat> oh, boy. Well, no, the Clippers, what? No, the Clippers actually did finish eighth, didn't they? So they weren't really. No, yeah, they haven't gone just because of the playing. No, no, no. Damn They won six been, more games been, than the. That would have been super historic then. Um, yeah. But yeah, look, I, I'm. I do, I do think Phoenix are gonna are gonna be very tough to beat in the West. But as I said, I think that three six matchup. I don't know. I, I just I feel like if Jokic has the willpower that he can do anything, and hell, you get a healthy Golden State. He has gone through like Jokic has gone through multiple Jokic has gone through multiple stretches this season where he has led the entire league in clutch scoring, in addition to everything else he's done. He literally does everything. Mm. He can't sub himself out to put himself in, but he may as well. 
because the the man is just <laughs> it, oh, clone that man. Get five of them on the court. Um, well, I think the only team that pushes the them to seven wanna, is it- to the Suns to seven is the Golden State Warriors. That's that's really what yeah. I, what I think of the the West. And look, if the Clippers do upset, it'll be funny. And you. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think it's funny. hilarious. <laughs> um, and you've got the Bucks in the East as well? We've all got the Bucks? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Well, let's... Giannis gets another finals Looking MVP. Very short. Bucks win it again. I'm not talking about this. what's going to happen in the finals. I thought, yeah, we can talk about it now. We'll just do that and we won't have a finals preview pod. <laughs> well, there'll be plenty of talk so, about about the Clippers when we get to the finals one. <laughs> Because Kawhi's retiring, or because not, Chris Paul, because Chris Paul used to play for them. Oh boy, um, <laughs> the Clippers somehow missed the playoffs, won the lottery, and their picks going to OKC. I mean, see, there's topics galore. <laughs> yeah, there are topics. Is that sarcasm? Actually, okay. sorry, we're gonna finish it off with some with some with the top line awards, um, Daniel. Um, as the sole person in this podcast who does any sort of research on this podcast, <laughs> um, <laughs> which is at least I do that. I, really, I can't. I, I, I um, can't. <laughs> I, I can't contest that. Daniel, who do you have as the MVP and on your All NBA first team? What's um, on your ballot? So I think I think the um, I think MVP. It's a great year. Uh, by which I mean a really hard year for MVP, but I just keep coming back to Joker. Like, you know, he's um, he's he does he does it all for those guys. They they really need him. Um, they're so much worse without him. You imagine the you, you imagine the Sixers with him instead of Embiid, and you know they probably do similarly well. You imagine the Nuggets with uh, Embiid instead of Jokic. I don't think you get the same result. Um, I think Embiid has had a, a, a magnificent season. You know what? The first center to win his scoring title since Shaq. Um, I think he's done amazing things. I think he's had a great narrative, you know, coming from like taking up basketball late to being injury prone and poorly conditioned to the um, magnificent run he's had this season. I just don't. I just don't think it's about how well he's done. I think it's about the fact that Joker, the reigning MVP, has gotten better. And honestly, I think Giannis, particularly that, you know, kind of penultimate se- penultimate section of the season really strengthened his case. And I think if he hadn't won two MVPs already, he'd be close, even closer than he is. Um, but yeah, for me, um, it's those three and you compare them, you look at the advanced stats, like Jokic just comes out and I, I can't pick anyone but him. I so, got to be Joker. Fair enough. Adam, I've got as my guards anyway. Um, I've got Steph Curry and so you straight to all NBA. Excellent. Yeah, I'm not worrying about the other stuff. I was going to go through my all NBA team. Yep, we've oh, got I the- to do mine, didn't I? <laughs> Did you go? You didn't go. That's yeah. the one thing you didn't go through. Do you want to go through that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because okay. I'll go through. I'll yeah. be very quick. So. There is that whole thing with like all NBA teams and the thing about positional flexibility. I think honestly, don't if, you if, dare try to break the rules. No, I think honestly, if people were forced to put, if people were forced to put Russell and Wilt on first and second team, I think we should be forced to as well. So yeah, I've got um, my my I've got my set. I've got my MVP projected MVP um, Nikola Jokic. Um, forwards, I've got Giannis and uh, Jason Tatum. I wanted to put uh, KD in that he hasn't played enough. Um, Ooh, okay. And uh, as a guard, my uh, anticipated fourth place MVP getter is um, Devin Booker. Mm-hmm. And my s- second guard, I looked at a few options. I looked at Trey, I, uh, who. I just the the Hawks have been a bit too disappointing this season. I looked at Trey. I looked at Jar, who hasn't played enough. I looked at Steph, who hasn't maintained that form he had before he got injured that first time. I just can't go past Luka Doncic. Um, so yeah, guards Luka and Booker. 
forwards, Giannis and Tatum, centre, uh, my MVP, uh, Nikola Jokic. Do we have any other other awards, or do we just going to go MVP and all NBA? Just, just, just the big ones. The big ones, not most improved. Just the big ones. I don't think we should. I don't think. I don't think we need to pick an executive <laughs> of the year. <laughs> don't we? We don't. Rob Pelinka finished thirtieth. Damn it! Are you sure? <laughs> Houston. <laughs> um, they right, didn't well, trade for Westbrook this season. Um. All right. So, I I'm I'm in a very similar situation to to Dan. I I went with my guards as <laughs> as I had Curry and Jar, so I didn't have Booker, but I regret Ooh. not putting Booker in. But I went Curry and Luca. I wanted it. I wanted Jar Moran. No, look, I've got to, I've got to think of the the season holistically and and. If, if Jar had have played more, he'd probably be in there. Luca, Luca did have a slow start, but the majority of his season was phenomenal. Um, and and look, long shot, but Steph Curry could just come out of nowhere and win a Finals MVP in some crazy, crazy act if he if his ankles right. Um, anyway, so Curry and Luca were my guards. Forwards, I have um, no surprises with. Giannis, but I think the other forward should be um, should be Jimmy Butler because if you look at how well the Heat have done and gone under the radar, I don't know, Jimmy Butler is, is underrated. He just keeps going to work and, and that team, I know there's a B's member that separates the, um, you know, the top seven seeds in the East, but I don't know, Miami, Miami that's Jimmy's team. And I and I think um, Jimmy Butler's done a, a great job over there in Miami. I also didn't want to put KD. We liked your choice, Adam. <coughs> and then we have an agreement with Dan, and it's Jokic in center. And I is think Jokic the MVP. Jokic is the MVP, and I think Devin Booker should probably be the MVP, being the best player on the best team. But anyway, I okay. want you to talk, uh, talk about how. How hard done by Booker has been this year, and it's your turn on the soapbox. I, I yeah. think there'll be enough trophies, and I think there'll be enough trophies and jewelry by the end of July, June. It's fine. Yeah, this is true. Um, <laughs> Defensive player of the year and Devin Booker, um, Russell Westbrook. Um, Thank you. I thought he was most on the improved. same team as Daniel, but I have Jar instead of Don. Hmm. Hmm. Yep. And it's time for my annual rant about most valuable player. Um, why is it that getting a team from from 40 wins to 60 wins is more important than being the difference between 20 wins and 40 wins? Aren't wins all equal? I mean, in fairness... Now, Embiid's had a great season, but he played with some players and then spent the last third of the season playing with a guy who won an MVP award like four or five years ago. Um, if Jokic doesn't play this season for the Denver Nuggets, they would have 15 games. Agreed. Yeah. So if they were lucky. Nikola Jokic. Nikola Jokic you know, should win the award, but Nikola Jokic is the most valuable player in the NBA. So, so we're all, we're, we're all in agreement on MVP. That's that's pretty obvious, and you know, I think Giannis suffers because of he didn't necess- he didn't necessarily get better, and they didn't necessarily get better. And I think if t- almost if you, if you're if you're yeah. an MVP candidate for a team that won the title. You've sort of got to come back the next season and be like, I'm better and the team is better. And it's understandable because, you know, once once you get to where Giannis is, it's not about individual MVPs. And um, mm. we're not going to think less of LeBron because he doesn't have enough MVPs. We're going to think less of LeBron for other reasons. Um, <laughs> but it won't have anything, it won't really have anything to do with his performance on the court. Um, it might have something to do with 
the teams he plays on performance, but it'll mostly have stuff other to do with other stuff and the way he decides to conduct his business. Um, you know, Kobe won one MVP. Yeah, there's players, and, and Steve Nash won two. I mean, I think we know who the more memorable player is, the one who has the more enduring legacy. Yeah, I said it. Um, <laughs> so, just because... How I mean, many championships Shaq did won Steve Nash MVP, win? Didn't he? Shaq just won the one. Yeah, I think so. Was it? What? Yeah. Carmelo yeah. won two. Again. So, I don't think Giannis needs to get into MJ, Bill Russell, Kareem sort of stratosphere to justify anything. No. In terms of a legacy. So I don't have a problem with how Giannis did, but in terms of the award, I think that's what you've got to do. That's where the bar is set when you're a former MVP winner who's had the finals MVP and your team just won the championship. Um, Embiid's very stiff and probably two years ago because he's probably going to win it last year until he got hurt towards the end of the season and missed a bunch of games. So, and, yeah, I don't think enough credit has been given to Devin Booker, but he's not hes not the MVP this season. Because, you know, his production statistically is not where you need an MVP to be. So, mm. Devin Booker only needs to score 25 points a game to be the best player on a Phoenix Suns team that won 64 games. That's perfectly fine. But unfortunately, that's not good enough to be an MVP in a season where Embiid's doing what he's doing, let alone Jokic. So, um, I'll, and I think it'll be interesting to see where he goes. I think he's definitely first team. Um, I think he, I think he should be the first guard picked on the All NBA first team this year. And you know, all the things we were worried about, and you know, I I, I deliberately tried to avoid talking about my team. Um, but I'm just going to give a little, just give, you know, Devin Booker his flowers. Um, you know, every, all the concerns we had about him three years ago have been completely allayed. That he was mm. a good stats on a bad team guy, that he just grabbed the money, but he was always going to leave at some stage. Mm-hmm. And none of that, none of that's not, not only has none of that happened, it didn't, it, it, it's not that it didn't happen because he changed his mind or Chris Paul arrived and they suddenly got good. Um, it yeah. didn't happen because there was no real basis in fact about Booker of any of that. Um, no, it was just media I, I, rubbish. Yeah, so I think, I think, you know, he kept a, a, a low profile in the media and, you know, there, there wasn't a lot of stuff floating around about things he'd said like there, about some other superstars. But all the indications are that as soon as he arrived in Phoenix, he was like, okay, I have the opportunity here to be the franchise player. This is my team. I'm going to stick with them and we're going to go through, you know, and I'm going to get through that tough period till mm. we finally get the team how we want it and then we're going to start winning games. And if Phoenix don't win the championship this year, we're going to trade DeAndre Ayton for 357 cents in the dollar and I'm going to be really upset. But um, it's not going to be because of any failings of Devin Booker. But this season, he has not had a season good enough to win an MVP in your average NBA season, which 2021-22 is certainly not as far as the NBA race. Uh, the MVP race is concerned. Um, so there we have it. I, I, I think it, I think we all think it's going to be Suns-Bucks again. I wouldn't be surprised if it's Suns-Heat. You know, it's only two mm. years ago they made the NBA Finals. Um, I'm counting at everyone in the Eastern Conference except the top three teams. It's going to be the Heat, Celtics, or the Bucks. Um, and in the Western Conference, it's the Grizzlies and the Mavericks that concern me as a Suns fan. And not the Golden State Warriors. Not the Golden State Warriors? No. What about the Clippers? No. They do not concern me. They haven't made it in yet. They haven't made it in yet. <laughs> Correct. Um, if they make it in, do they, give you, do they concern me? But the Pelicans, oh. on the other hand. They might just call up Zion. We might be. Trading tra- tra- I'm, yeah. I'm confident Mikel Bridges would be able to do a job on CJ McCollum. Okay. I'd be happy <laughs> for the Pelicans. I don't know what the Clippers can do. Kawhi magically comes but... back for the Clippers. Well, look. Spoken but... to him? Let's 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 take it. Look, I texted let's... him. He hasn't got back to me yet. <laughs> <laughs> 
I mean, let's let's take a little sip of reality. Do we have the right number? Like, if even if Kawhi comes back, the fact is that his game is based on explosive power. So much of it is based on explosive power, right? This is true. He'll come back, and it would be early for the nature of the injury, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. And he does not rush back from injuries. That is one thing Kawhi does not Historically, do. Historically, no, but. <laughs> And why would you do it for a just scraped in eighth seed, right? Like, it's not your best chance. Thank you, off season. Um, Begged by, and, by Paul George. And, and if he does Make come sure back, you're in ripping Nick for game one next season. And if he does come back, he comes back to some a team that has become clearly Paul George's this year. And he won't be himself. I don't think he's going to do it. Even if he got cleared, I, I don't think he would do he it. He became Paul George's team in the playoffs last season. So yeah, yeah, it's been yeah. Does does he really want it to be his team? Like I remember saying something like that. Anyway, like the, no, no, but right. whether he wanted it or not, it, it's Paul. It's PG thirteens. Yeah, Paul George got a huge tick of approval from me for that Western Conference Finals performance last season, and that was that was a proper playoff series. Um, oh, he was the most, most scary he, player on the court for me in the playing game, right? Like he was. Mm-hmm. He played well all the way through. Um, he got away with a lot when no one else on the court got away with much. Um, he eventually got called for one of those hooking, uh, one of those hooks. But you know, he's Paul George. Like it's, it's okay that he gets away with some stuff. I was but, waiting um, for the bold prediction. Sure. Like the Timberwolves are going to take it all out. Patrick Beverly is going to be Finals MVP. He's going to get oh, everybody checked out. Wouldn't it be Finals? Wouldn't it be fun if the two seven seeds ended up in the in the finals, hey? That hey? would be funny. <laughs> On that one too, I'd... yeah, it won't happen, but yeah, someone would have to win their first NBA championship. Mm. I think someone probably is, but I'll leave it at that. Do you really think Minnesota are going to come all the way? That's going to be a tip. Anyway, the Clippers <laughs> all the time. The Clippers going to win their first championship. On this episode, I'll pitch it. <laughs> Go out saying we kept it to a reasonable time. Um, we're going to be back before the NBA finals to do a more in depth series and talk about what's happened in the playoffs and Clippers versus Bucks, uh, who else is injured and all that sort of stuff. So, um, <sighs> anyway, on that, Adam, thank you. And uh, time for your plug of your podcast. Yes, uh, podcast is the it. Uh, you can't comp this podcast. Uh, co-hosted by myself and Russell. Uh, we talk NBA cards. We talk about what's going on in the hobby as well as the league. Um, yeah, Instagram, Twitter, all that. Just you can't comp this. Excellent, Dan. Daniel, do you have anything you'd like to plug? Um, no. In fact, there are some pretty strict rules about advertising <laughs> advertising what I do. So. <laughs> So, Whatever uh, job that is, you've never told me what you do for a living, so um, <laughs> I'll just have to guess about that. Anyway, yes. thanks, guys, for I'm, joining me. I'm this has been yeah. the... Oh, great. I'm going to have to cut that out. <laughs> um, as if anyone gets to the end of this podcast. Um, hey, it's easy to timestamp. This has been the, the podcast. It should go without saying, and we'll catch you next time. Thank you. <laughs>